Pay for it. Y'all on today, man. How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm still outside, so I'm still booty hole browning for another month. I'm not doing that today. Pause and all that shit. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't want to be a hater, though. Yo. You know, like, I pause that really abruptly. Because, like, you know, I, I, all right, I'm trying to be. Go ahead. I'm more. Uh, Go ahead. I understand, the, I understand the reason for the booty hole browness. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand its place. I just. That shit was fun, bro. I feel like, you know, that shit make you want to be outside. You want to barbecue some shit. You want to, like, you know, uh, that shit feel like when, you know, you want to, like, drop, like, you know, you got all these um, photography creators mm-hmm. and they be doing real aesthetically pleasing shit. They be driving through the woods on a uh, on a Saturday evening and it's a nice little, see the sun coming through the trees. That's what that song sound like. If you could break down songs into an outfit. That shit almost what makes would that look like. That shit almost makes you want to have like not like the like if you like go get a hippie outfit from the store, but it makes you want to have like something loose, something free. You wanna you wanna have a little. Uh, you know what that also? You know what that song kind of sounds like? It kind of sounds like because y'all be posting all these like, and I'm not saying like love is not don't have to look away, but like you almost want to just be like dancing around in the kitchen in the underoos. Not the sexy shit. Like, you just had, like, a fun evening. Y'all ain't got shit to do. It's big T-shirt. You got on some fucking drawers with a hole in the left-ass cheek. Y'all eating leftovers. Like, it just sound like it just sounds like a good time. If you're outside, though, I feel like you need, like, something like a... You know, you need, like, something that almost gives you, like, um... Like, what, what was, like, a... Re- like, if there was relaxed outfit wear that felt 70s-ish... Like something in that ballpark. I would say like uh, uh, a button-up shirt that's unbuttoned with a wife beater under. Yes, that shit. It could be like a bowling shirt or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Some 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 nice light slacks, and some some regular Converse's or something. Yes, yes, that's the fit. Actually, I feel like that's the perfect fit. It's like comfortable, feel a little groovy. Just you know. Yeah. Yes. I can do this and chill. My belt is going to actually be at my waist, mm. and my shirt's going to be tucked in. I'm going to flood <laughs> yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yes. But yes. That's the aesthetic. You know what? I don't really got nothing to add to that. That's that. That's what that, that's a good, it's a good sound. I'm, uh, because I want y'all to get better, man. Unknown, Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Unknown Mortal Orchestra. It's a new album. It's V. Do that. That's where the song is at. Feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, you know, I'm not opposed to the bullshit, okay? Uh, what's her name? Um, Coco just won the fucking uh, thing, and everything in me said, Boosie, man. Bankroll after bankroll. <laughs> Big money. <laughs> I like it, all right? I'm just saying I want everybody to expand. I ain't saying there's not a place for the booty hole brownness and the bullshit, but, you know, I don't want to hear that shit all the time. What is the place for the booty hole brownness? 
I'm not gonna lie, man. If you um, not to say that I wouldn't be outside listening to what we just listened to, but you know, there's a certain type of outside where uh, I'm not gonna lie. I just don't like that song. But the that okay, I'm not like I, yeah, yeah. There's ne- I'm not gonna lie. There's never a time where you're gonna have me request "Sexy Red." At least not now. She hasn't played. There's not. It hasn't been nothing that I want to hear. But for the uh, stuff that like you know in that in that genre. Of uh, get, get that to get you going. There's some spaces for that still. What about so like I, I can think of saying there's a time and place for everything, right? There's a certain environment for certain songs. Mm-hmm. So certain environments would be right for that song, but you couldn't take it into other environments and it'd be acceptable, correct? Yeah. But is it ways that you can take the opposite? So take song you just played. Into a super ratchet environment and it'd still be welcomed. I think so. Okay. But this is also me just kind of giving big props to black folk because it get groovy in it. Like, there's like, you know, I didn't play the whole song, but like when that beat changed, like it gets groovy and niggas like, niggas like doing it. Like, unless you just are really dedicated to like, I want to hear this fucking song. Um, you know, if I'm just, you know, unless you just want to hear Trill Fam, like, and you just want to fucking knock it all down. But if you're just trying to have a good time, the DJ can kind of do, you know, you know, y'all got some, some, it's some fucking uh, eclectic motherfuckers. Dale putting all type of shit together. You know, Dale taking fucking uh, uh, Shirley Caesar and Trick Daddy and just slamming them together every other weekend. So, you know, you could, niggas are diverse. <laughs> hey, if you make that work. I just want to. I just want to drop on it. If that's mad, if that if that somehow makes sense, if though if there's a song where those two motherfuckers make sense, I don't know how I could become a drop. Boy, I'm gonna play that shit every fucking day. Dale out here, yeah, yo. Dale out here smashed him. That's it right there because he is. He just dirty ass nigga. Man. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a talent skill to be able to blend multiple identities in a situation. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's all you're doing when you're doing the mashups, for real. Or you're just creating context, sampling one thing. Like, you can sample Otis Redding for a ratchet, thuggy song. Yeah, we talked about that a lot. And I'm just, con- I'm, I'm, con- I'm content on the fact that I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a, I love music, but like, because some niggas be doing shit that I just would never have thought of. And they be working good. You niggas is creative motherfuckers, man. I don't know if there's a lane to make that super profitable because I'll be finding all the shit on the free stuff. Like, you find it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, shit with music. Like, you know, who owns this and shit. Like, I feel like that's probably why they can't make, like, real money off of it. Because, you know, like, I oh, this is my voice, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck how you mix this shit. I don't want... You got to pay me 100% of the fucking uh, publishing or whatever. And there's so many loopholes with shit like that. Where somebody could use your shit and not have to really pay you like that, especially today. Yeah, music again. Music is crazy. It's an I, interesting game. I do not. I support y'all and I want y'all to win, but I definitely do not envy none of my music niggas because you gotta have the right people in your corner just to know that you ain't fucking nothing up. That shit crazy. Setting yourself up for for the long game, but like, damn, I gotta pay all this money back for something I did six years ago. Yeah, that shit nuts. I mean, you know, I guess you know you keep you you, know, you keep. Doing your shit, you be fine. But it'd be like, them niggas. Like, that was some shit that I saw earlier uh, this week when they talked about, like, I didn't do no research on it. So, like, this is, like, a really cool. But Diddy giving back people's, mm. like, masters and, like, publishing and shit. Mm. And I thought that was a dope move. P. 
people in the comments was making some shit talking about like you know it's been 30 years and i don't know that that you know you might have a point i didn't do enough research but if that interests you you know research it i just i just didn't do it this week and then there was somebody who came i think it was like mark curry it was like it don't fucking matter that shit like 400 dollars, and i was like but also at the same time like <laughs> not checking for mark <laughs> like i respect you but i'm not that was just not the right person. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying what he's saying no mixes, but also it's like my nigga, like I'm not checking for that shit. <laughs> just, I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> like it's 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 past his time, past his prime. You giving it back to me, but like what what can I really do with it now <sighs> at this point? Granted, Man. you could try and flip it because a lot of the kids want to. I can't even say nostalgia because they ain't really grow up with it. A lot of them just vintage. It's vintage for them to latch on to old school shit. So you could try and make it make a comeback or some sort of TikTok challenge or something to where that's beneficial for you. But the majority of it is the shit's dead. What what can I really do with it? With the exception of Mace. Yeah. Certain like one or two songs that still get played because of black culture, black culturally. And you know, we still gonna play it in the clubs, but that's only gonna do so much for people's streams and their pockets. Especially like Diddy, you Diddy didn't held on the shit long enough for niggas yeah, to yeah. die and ain't being able to <laughs> capitalize yeah, on their yeah, own shit. Diddy, yeah, Diddy got that shit. It's like, oh, you know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I guess that kind of did make sense because when I thought about it, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but like if it's like, yeah, I've fucking like it's it's dope. It sounds good, you know. It's a good gesture, and hopefully, you know, it sets a tone for people to take suit. But also, it's like. Well, you done milk this shit for all the fuck. I don't get no motherfucking money off this shit no more. Like, for a song I made in '94, or an album I made in '94, yeah, people may still listen to it. It's got something nostalgic to it, but you made all the money when it was at its height. Yeah, I didn't raise three kids since then. Broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot Diddy some, some bail. Some credit. I feel like him doing like the Bad Boy tour years ago and all of that other stuff was his attempt to try and make things right-ish. That makes sense. And he's just been trying to make it righter over the years. See, I think that's I think that's cool too. Like I I, I think um I guess sometimes I feel like there's space has to be held for that. Like you know, granted if we if we're running with like. The uh, deep dark secrets of, of of Diddy and all that other shit. Surviving bad boy. Yeah, like if Diddy has gone through whatever he's gone through in his life and is making a turn, like I don't feel like sometimes I ain't saying you got to be like everybody best friend, but if motherfuckers is making like real turns in life, like maybe you know maybe you don't cut them down as they whatever. Like I'm personally a fan. You know, I know we've all watched Diddy. I mean, not Diddy. We've all watched Fifty do a lot of. Uh, <laughs> 50's been a villain. 50 has burnt the world down. But I'm a yes. big, well, you know, in certain scenarios. But I'm a fan of fucking 50 getting on these podcasts and giving me some shit that makes some sense. Like, it's like, oh, hey, man, this nigga really like, hey, all right. This is different size we don't see to him. Like, not just 50, but people in general. Like, we only see the side that they want us to see or the side that's tailored for us to see. People been saying 50 was a genius for a long ass time, but now people are really starting to understand how brilliant he is because we're allowing ourselves to see him outside of 50 Cent, the rapper. Yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that's a two way thing. Like prior to the internet or whatever, like the same way we hear like 
it's motherfuckers who we thought were amazing that you find out are villains. I'm like, on the flip side, like, some of these motherfuckers we might have thought was villains, like, they just were like, somebody was able to get to the fucking, uh, you know, get to the media beforehand. But, like, now, you know, you realize, fuck, I might not have been a dickhead. Like, it might not have been, it might have been wrong. That makes me think of um, what that boy name is. <laughs> White boy from that 70s show. Oh, shit. And all that's going on with him. Ooh. <laughs> you hey, you I mean, two the, out of three guilty. You know, yeah, you, you definitely about to go sit down somewhere. You going to the sex offender wing? Well, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. He might go to the celebrity sex offender wing, so he might not get touched on. Is he that big a celebrity like that? Mm, Is he big enough to not just go I to? I don't know. It depends on because I don't know what he's done behind the scenes. Because he could have done that seventy show and not really done much else other than that. Or he could have been doing stuff behind the scenes, directing, producing, writing, and all that other stuff. So, you know, he got a little change in his pocket. We can look at Ashton Kutcher and say he's the bigger one aim out of everybody, but that doesn't For mean sure. that he's the only one that's been doing work. So it could be different. Yeah, know. that was, the, like, you know, maybe you just maybe you just get rapey when you're unsuccessful. Because, like, you know, he did well. Wilmer had a good run. The uh, the other son, who was, like, the, the son of the fucking, the, the mom and the dad or whatever, he had a pretty decent career. Mm-hmm. He was in, you know, he was in that Spider Man that we forget about. Um, <clears throat> you know, he did some other shit, but yeah, that's the one nigga. He, you know, he was Venom. He was. He wasn't my Venom, but he was a Venom. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna hold you, but you know, I'm, 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 I'm staying firm on. I, I try not to. Uh, I don't really try to hate on like actors because, like, you know, I'm not finna turn down the job. I'm not finna turn down an eight ten million dollar job that could change my motherfucking career. Mm-hmm. And especially if you maybe maybe not be a comic nigga and you niggas decide to take your own fucking liberties with it. Cause I you know, you start listening and be like, Man, I was I had already signed the contract and I realized these niggas did some script fucking changes. I can't quit. I did it my I did my best, but this was a dumb move. Be like, all right, man, I fuck with you. Don't kill this motherfucker. That's the crazy thing. They be killing that nigga career and the writer well, I ain't trying to shit on the writers, cause writer strike. I stand with y'all. My bad. Anyways, yeah, it just don't be the actor's fault. I mean, you can, you can scrutinize the writers a little bit. Granted, they going through their negotiations and all that, but some of them write and tailor things a certain way because of the pressure that they get from higher-ups, and they just... There we go. It's they, the fucking execs. They don't have the gall to be like, you know what, I'm not going to write on this show because I don't agree with what you're saying. Some are just like, fuck it, I'm going to write it because it's going to make money, and I'm going to go with the story because it's going to put some, some levity in my pocket. There we go. Full circle. Swing back around. It's the execs. What the fuck y'all be doing? I gonna be a you're built. You gonna be a fucking gajillionaire already, right? You already are. Yeah, that shit. That should be blowing my mind when they be like, they're gonna the money and the. I'm like, but y'all are super rich. Like that makes me think of this shit. I think I shared it with you, but I know I was talking to uh, Leilani about it because she a super Disney person. But like how Disney changes up the titles of their shows that they reboot every three years, so they don't have to pay people like fair wages. That's fucking nasty. So it's like if we That's technically is considered one person was explaining it because he used to work for Disney. So he's like, technically, if you whatever, I don't know what the shows were, Zach and Cody or some shit, but you mm-hmm. have Zach and Cody for three seasons and then you have it off the air for a year or two. Or even if you just keep it on air. But now we have Zach and Cody do college. Like that's the new title that's considered a new show. So I don't have to renegotiate a new contract for you. You just. You can still get the, the, the entry-level pay that we're paying you, and you don't end up getting more because of it. So it's like they find out ways, the execs and lawyers find out ways to be savvy enough to not have to pay you more, even though they're continuously giving you work. 
all of this shit is nasty work. And like, I be trying to have a real levity feel, you know, sprinkle in some shit pod. But between what you just said, and I've, you know, I've been lazy on my little, this little book read, but I've been trying to get back to it. But I've been reading this book called The Divide, and it's just this deep dive on like <laughs> capitalism and how it's just affected the world. And like, y'all are some fucking, yo. It, I mean, I ain't saying you have to read, but if you just, you, you got be, a little time on your hands. Yeah, you want to be a little, you be educated. Piss the fuck off, man. Mm-hmm. It just like it ain't it just ain't nowhere. It's capitalism. Capitalism bad. But it's also it just ain't nowhere that uh but they didn't fucked up the world. Like just the it's such a crazy thing to say, like, I just wanted to look at this entire beautiful planet. I'ma fuck it in every hole. I'm like, a, I'm a flip it all the Why did you down. do that? It was so much shit that was just fine and them niggas said. And when you listen to the motherfuckers, like, when they do the breakdowns and logic, and it's like, you know, like, I just finished the chapter, and they just went deep into France, uh, giggity. Fucking France, yo, it just, you be sitting there and be like, y'all just, damn, nigga, like. France is nasty work. Yeah, it just make you sometimes, you look like, you be looking on the news, and, you know, you ignorantly and uh, um, privilege-wise, you sitting over here in America, and be like, you know. How could they just do that? And it's like, boy, the shit these motherfuckers done did, just, just, and, you know, and us, just like, you know, oh, there's a leader over there that has the potential to make some, kill that motherfucker immediately. Kill him, put this person in there, and we just know this shit, and, like, nobody gets in trouble for it. Like, we all know this shit and know what happened, and everybody be like, uh, we was going through some things. Anyways, how about... Dancing with the stars. <laughs> How about doing it again, but just renaming it? But that 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 made me think. Between that case and the Disney thing, it just kind of granted even music with Diddy in that situation. That made me think of, in entertainment, what is going on in the entertainment space that makes people's mental health go to a state of, either like supreme greed, or diving into some unhealthy coping skills, or <laughs> I think it's sexual um, deviancy. I think it I mean I think it's different for everybody like if you So if you're like somebody like I would say like you know the usual black story whether you're an athlete whether you're an actor whether you're a fucking uh you know music artist you come from lack. That's most of everybody's story. Like mm-hmm. you come from a certain certain type of lack and you get into these spaces and you're so focused on you know making your art, making your craft, you don't know the business stuff. So you're doing all, and then, you know, everybody acts like the shit moves, like, fast. Like, you know, when you strike fire, you're trying to catch it. So you're doing all the shows, burning both ends of the candle. So just from a physical perspective, I'm fucking tired. From a creative perspective, I'm fucking tired. And you're learning the business and learning that, like, you fucked your life up six months ago and you've been living this fucking dream. And then on top of that, just, like, motherfuckers introducing you to shit, especially if you're, like, young. Like, you think now, like, you know, as niggas in their just in their mid thirties, like I think about how much, and I'm I feel like I'm pretty green now, but you realize you were super green at like twenty something. You thought you knew some shit, you knew fucking nothing. Even if you come from the most extreme backgrounds, like you don't know, like that corporate type dirt weird shit that they do in Hollywood. Like it was a thing that went viral this week where it was like Bun B talking about like you get to a certain level of fame. And say, like, fame is like a house. That was, like, the analogy you use. And, like, you walk in this house, you're invited to the party, and then you start opening up doors to these rooms, and you realize, like, in these rooms is, like, you know, vices or something like that. And it's, like, 
the people that are doing these vices are also the people that have the keys to whatever you're trying to do. So you have to wrestle with, do I change my entire life and the lives of those that I care about? But I'm also having to kind of engage in this, like, you know, this basically deals with the devil. Like I get all this benefit, but I also have to dance in these weird spaces with shit I'm uncomfortable with. And once you kind of dancing in them spaces, depending on how fucking weird the space is, it ain't like you can say nothing about it because now you're going to get burnt with them. It's a lot of fucked up shit, yo. Like, you know, it's people who've made it, but I, I get that it's a fucking... Oof. And then on the flip side, if you're born into it, you know, uh, shout out to, uh, you know, shout out to Zoe Williams and, you know, Christian Martin. It, it is no, what is it? It is no, uh, to be adapted to a sick society. Like, if you're born into it, you think the shit's normal. And so you you fucked up off top unless you just had, like, a one of these really dope celebrity parents, which clearly is a rarity. I mean, a lot of people... End up like Shia in some capacity. Man. Being a child actor in the space for so long, especially working for a really wonderful company like Disney. And your daddy, you know, that's also parents trying to like live their dreams through. It's a whole right. lot of shit. It, can be, yeah. it could be a lot, but something like that, something that's supposed to be simple for us as entertainment wrapped into all these other layers ends up being some shit that can kill you. It's like... A regular burger is cool. It ain't the greatest for you, but it ain't terrible. You got some lettuce and tomato and all that. But you wrap that bitch with three other patties, some bacon, and and two <laughs> honey buns, deep fried, and then <laughs> slathered with gravy. It's a novelty item. It's something you can indulge in, but it ain't going to do you no justice. What was that shit from, uh, from Boondocks? It was a donut. The Luther Burger. That shit. That, yep. That motherfucker. That show was so brilliant. Have you had one in real life? Nah. I know I know I've seen somebody so like that. There's a lot of people that have done it, but Yeah, I'm good on that. I haven't I haven't I haven't said I haven't wanted to. I'll take that. Yeah, I'm not opposed to it, but it just be some shit that I just like, like uh, <laughs> it's like hot Cheetos and taco takis on everything today. Some stuff ain't necessary, but salute to the kids, man. Because the kids used to love doing that shit and they let me know this was not for me. That they guts and bodies was on some other shit. If the young guts is fucking up from having it, what's it going to do to my old guts? Nah, because it's like every day y'all eating this and like eating it and then mixing it and pouring a little spicy shit in there. And then I'm like, I'm seeing you go to the bathroom, boy. Like, I remember when was one time I was trying to be, you know, Captain Cool Staff and had me a couple and this shit immediately said, <laughs> yep, <laughs> that was that shit. It took about ten minutes. My shit said, "Oh, you fucking crazy today, huh? Are you acting up? Stomach said, oh, you acting unusual, my boy. You thought you thought you was free? Bows, what you up to? You fun? You want to turn up? Because we finna fucking do it up in the yeah. I don't, crazy. But I I can't I can't entirely get on kids because adults do it, but they do it with liquor because people people be. Off that sauce and it be. Oh yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm just you know word to the sauce you know depending on the situation. But I definitely like I don't have it and I'm okay with that. I realize in my I don't have none of, and it's specific. I I know like what I can and can't, and I have to at this point. I need like that's another reason like because I have to drink some shit that's like of a certain ain't none none of that. And I'm like when niggas be saying like Casamigos and shit, I can't touch that shit. I have a fucking headache for three weeks. 
Give me that shit that like what the fuck I ain't never had that. Hey, look, I follow, I follow the liquor people who like her. I'm a connoisseur and I'm a bar and like that give you the the tips and it's like oh that shit eighty dollars. Well, I guess I won't be drinking until a big event because I need that. I need that so I can have my body can fucking function afterwards. Yeah. We want y'all want this forty dollar bottle. My motherfucking chest will cave in. I'm soft now. Y'all be drinking because shit is popular and drinking to get drunk. I don't drink. I I'll have a shot of anything once, just because everybody, everybody get you get one shot. If we celebrating something, I'll give you one shot. I ain't gotta have no more for the rest of the evening. I'm cool. I'm I'm completely fine with water, iced or not. But if y'all gonna just be drinking whatever, you do that for your body. I can't. And I gotta prep. I gotta eat carbs and shit early in the day and make my stomach coated. <laughs> <laughs> do a lot of Avoid shit. hunger that you're gonna have later on because the liquor, if you have enough of it, is gonna tell you that you want to eat some bullshit. Yeah, you know, I gotta drink water throughout the day, so I'm hydrated for the dehydration I'm gonna put my body in. I need water available afterwards so I can try to shake. It's a lot. It's a journey. I don't know how I feel about all these white men tossing around this little black boy. It's a lot going on. <laughs> it's always a lot going on with this show. Every week I say I'm gonna watch it. I haven't. I have some other things that I've already. You know, wrapped up in and getting caught up on, but it's already something that I know is interesting, and I've seen people talk about it. But it's a lot going on. It's a little, it's a little much, and they do too much killing on this show to be at the. Well, it's anime. I take that back. Cause it'd be somebody fucking. He had a motherfucking M sixteen in his hand. He thirteen, and they was just at the beach swimming. I know you've heard us for at least four weeks talk. Jormungand, Jormungand. He is a traumatized child, but he's you know he's. He's utilizing his inner child there at the beach, letting people swing him around and throw him like he would with you. I mean, kid. he was there, wasn't he? He's a black man. They was black together. He's new. Right? Oh, yeah. He, he's he's so, relatively new. It's a big motherfucker, too. We are so, always portrayed as fucking just not monstrous. I was, I started, I started, I had one of my like little, you know, I didn't feel like starting nothing new and I was bored. I started rewatching Fire Force. And yeah, man, like, I know we like, I know we focus on Oh Boy with the feats, but like, I was like, I just think Ogun's still kind of that nigga. Boy, y'all, y'all not convincing me he's not one of them. I know we got, I know we have the show protagonists and shit. And him and what's that nigga name? Uh, Chiron. Like, he was beating the shit out of people. They the man, they the niggas, boy. I'm not opposed. They the. And I seen some of y'all. I ain't seen a lot of y'all, but I seen, I heard a couple things about, you know, I ain't gonna give y'all too much light, but some of y'all been getting weird with the fucking One Piece show. Like, it was happiness. We done done well. And y'all niggas be crawling out y'all caves. They're doing extra deep dives. Yeah, just like it's just such a it's such a job to be that racist. And that's all I'm gonna say on that. They black now. The dude who made the shit, y'all gonna go back and forth with the nigga who made the stuff? Fuck out of here. That's all I'm gonna say about y'all. Do better. I ain't got no time to give y'all that much energy, but you know, just why we can't be great. I mean, we are the niggas on the show. Like the show is successful. It's the it's it it's the only anime show that seems to have like quote unquote broke the curse. It did well, so you know at this point stay mad. I don't got I'm, I'm y'all know my policy. I ain't got no time to be going back and forth. I don't want to fix shit. <laughs> I want to be friends. I want to convince nobody. How you feel? Keep it that way and be lied about it. So I know to put you right the fuck on. As long as you stay on your side of the fence, you know. I ain't gonna say go back but I'm just saying like you know If you wanna be dumb you could just stay over there That's all I'm saying you, If you think it was cool then you just go ahead and Great yourself that's all mm. 
I'm trying to figure out how to segue into the the popular topic of the week so I can get it out of my fucking system. I mean, that could have been a segue right there. That's it. All right, man. I, um, so lady got hit in the face with a brick. <laughs> did, and, uh, did, she, did she? Well, now I don't know, man. Everybody has these fucking deep dives. And every conversation, there be like, I see everybody hitting, saying things that's almost good. I see people saying things that are completely fucking degenerate behavior. And then I see everybody, you know, just kind of in the middle. So see a predominant amount of people on both sides just looking for a reason to continue to spew their bias. Well, that's yeah, that's that's a lot of it. Because like, okay, man, like if you've been under a rock and if you are, please tell me where it's at so I can get up under that motherfucker with you. Um, Under a brick. Under a brick. Yes. Under the brick is where I want to be. You know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So I guess uh, it's got to be what, two weeks at this point? I believe so. So two weeks ago, you know, we're, you know, trying to let this see if it needed to develop. But everybody should talk about it. So um, two weeks ago, there was a, I guess he's a creator. I don't know her name, but. um, Everybody's a fucking creator. Yeah, pretty much, man. Um, she went viral She had like a, a, and She was in the hospital And it was a big Everything on this side was swole up Like it was just out to here I'm not even I'm trying not to make this funny It was legitimately like A concerning amount of just Growth on this side of her head And she was Basically it stated that She was out uh, A man asked for her number She didn't give it And he picked up a brick And said You know uh, Bottom of the ninth <laughs> Cow, like he pitched, he was yanking that and hit her in the face with a brick. And you <laughs> said he turned into the big unit. Shit, yeah, that boy said. Like you remember that movie, um, Friday? Oh no, 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 no. fuck Friday. The way that you know he was, uh, what was it? What was it? Is it big major? Where the kid got that? The kid had the oh the tricky shoulder, and he was in the fucking. Um, Big Little League or something that, like that Yeah that shit And that shit used to hear it go <laughs> Yeah anyways Yeah he Yeah so he hit her in the face with a brick It goes viral She's online And it just uh, The gender wars Intensified Just 10,000 folds So For me There's a couple things Like as the weeks had gone Initially I just feel like everybody should kind of shut the fuck up because we don't know. All I know is there's somebody, a woman sitting in the hospital, big fucking uh, one large knot on the side of her entire head, and she's crying. You know, I I don't know what I ever did to deserve this. Immediately, you know, the internet fucking um, detectives got on the case and she slapped somebody here. She did this. Uh, there was a clip going around of her slapping a dude and, and twerking or whatever. Um, I don't know if that was a dude who did it. And immediately there was conversations around, I guess there were people around when she got hit with a brick and it was like, black men don't protect black women. That jumped out of immediately. So first things first, I can't think of a scenario where it would make any fucking sense to pick up a brick and yank that unless your fucking life is in jeopardy. Uh, even man, even man to man, that is assault with a deadly fucking weapon. In my mind, you're trying to kill this motherfucker. So the videos and things I saw where niggas are taking the stance that 
they're believing this. Like, it's not like they're taking the stance that this didn't happen or that we might have been whatever. It's niggas taking the stance that she, you know, she's a troublesome person. You know, she, um, there's not enough trouble in the world where I'm going to try to defend a nigga hitting her with a brick. Now, if you're an asshole and somebody checks you, if it was a video of a nigga, you know, you know, getting his shit off verbally, cool. If she's, if they're, if that, if I'm rocking with the scenario where that she's like a mean person and she's an asshole or blah, 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 cool. But the idea that niggas are, and niggas was getting real, like they thought they, they thought they was in their bag. These niggas had the green screen behind them. And I saw a nigga with glasses on and he was like, he didn't even say nothing the whole video. He just like, you see clips of her and then you see her in the hospital. And it's just like, I understand the idea that like, you know, shouldn't have been talking shit is a thing, but we're not going to act like hitting a motherfucker with a brick or even if a nigga had ball up his fist and like clean clocked or shit like that's not none of that shit is okay. Like you and there's so many ways you could have just said anything else other than try to defend that part. Like that shit is fucking crazy to me. Um, Conversely, uh. You know, everybody doing they fucking deep dives about whether it may or may not shit. What was it something today? Like it might have been a mm-hmm. fucking bee sting, no, or some shit. Uh, an allergic reaction. So basically, with the medical reports, they were in alignment with something that was to the fact of a an allergic reaction, not her getting hit. The people, the owner of the whatever business she was close to, looked at the footage and said, "There's, there's literally no evidence of her being hit by anybody." It just, you know, they're they're saying the more evidence is coming out right now, it looks like she fabricated the whole thing for more attention. Well, if that comes out, that's fucking nuts. I mean, you know. But that's um, like the shit that I shared with you the other day about Blueface and the gay dude lying about all that stuff. That shit was nuts. Just, and then, I mean, granted, he came out later and admitted it, but he still admitted it in a, but it was entertaining, right? So it's nothing wrong with that. See, I go, oh, there was another thing on the cover. Okay, but with this part, I go back and forth with, like, one, I feel like if y'all lie like that, like, you could get a foot in the ass. Like, don't, y'all don't feel like you should maybe be sent to the emergency room, but you could get a little lumpy lumps because that shit's dumb. But on the flip side, when you are somebody who's, like, some of these, um, and I don't know these people, but just how they're perceived with the blue-facedness and all, like, it puts, there's there's entertainers who are like, oh, this person is entertaining, this podcast niggas whatever but and you can tell these motherfuckers are like this is entertaining in this space but do not come to this person and like treat their life like it's whatever some of these motherfuckers and i'm not saying it makes it right or wrong but it does put you in a position where it makes your life entertainment especially if you are you know some of the shit blueface be posting is not a lot of not some of it a lot of the shit blueface be posting is a lot of like hey man this is fucking nuts so it just makes it look like, oh, yeah, chaos is your brand. Like, chaos is just what the fuck you own. So any chaos is good chaos. And it would make a goofy, like, I think both things can be true. Like, dude is a fucking goofball. But also, it's not like I'm, like, principle-wise, what he did was bullshit to Blueface. But also, it's not like I'm, like, weeping for Blueface's fucking brand or no shit like that. Dude is wrong. And also, I think there's a bit of, like, when your brand is just chaotic nonsense, like, you know, Blueface could have just kept giving us music and he just turned into like a, you know, um, schmuck peddler. Yeah. It just, I don't really know what he does now except just kind of stuff and we just, enter, we just watch his stuff. He, he, I mean, he still performs, but managing other artists and the, 
I forgot what the girl's thing is, but the bad Niggas girl's always, blue face house that he has. Artists. They don't drop no motherfucking music. I don't know. Because it know. ain't no money being made and dropping the music for real. Yeah, it just, it's, it's the music on the way. It's money and music being on the way. That shit don't ever get here, but it's on the way. Should take it to Pony Express. Well, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. In my opinion, I feel like there's not a lot of money to be made in music to a certain degree because your talent ain't. Oh yeah, that's you got to be popular in order to make a lot of money today. It ain't even that you got to be good, but if you ain't really popular and your music ain't good, you gonna have to work three times as hard just to keep your lifestyle up. Well, you know, you can always live, you know, in your means. Word to Vince Staples, but that's you know. Anyways, another conversation. That, that was that was my thing. Another conversation that came up from that fucking brick, uh, brick fiasco, brick by brick, um, <laughs> is this conversation of and I and I hate this kind because. It like to me, <laughs> it be convoluted. So many brick things going through the mind. Dead ass, man. Like you know, uh, bricks. Oh, man, I wanted to make a fucking vi- but man, everybody. It was so serious, and I was like, all right, man, I won't make this video. Her fucking <laughs> head blow up or something. She get a goddamn brain hemorrhage. And let's I'm, let's find more information first. When we find out she's lying, now the memes can be created. Hey, yo, I'm not gonna hold you. It's up. All right, <laughs> I'm, I don't give a fuck how old if it if she's lying, and I don't mean like you know. Didn't get hit with a brick, but got hit. Like, if it's a flat out, hey, this didn't. Oh, nigga, listen. These are equal opportunity jokes for everybody. I, we don't discriminate and make fun of a lot of people. Anyways, um, it was a conversation about, like, you know, black men protect black women. And in that scenario, yeah, you should have stomped this nigga's ass. Like, you should have stomped. Like, you know, you know, word to Charlie, Charlie Murphy. I'm going to flip your chin. I'm going to stomp your mouth. That's the only thing moving. <laughs> I'm going to stomp your mouth. Like, yeah, you should have beat that nigga to fucking death. Like, but the other the other side of that conversation is valid. Now, the niggas who are having the conversation, this is why I don't like everybody. Be, everybody is not the motherfucking spokesperson for me, okay? Because y'all be, uh, everybody be using the fucking, um, and they're a make funnable person. Like, you know, not to pour it on, but fuck, but, you know, everybody make fun of these. They use the very fresh and fit approach. Like, you get dummies, in your space to confirm the dumb shit. And I don't like that shit. But, um, yeah, it's just the fact that, like, you know, obviously, if a nigga throws a brick, like, nigga should have whatever and, like, kicked his ass. But, like, there is a valid conversation of, like, bitch, they'll kill me in this motherfucker. Like, where you might get, like, you know, shut up, bitch. Like, you know, and then this nigga got it on him, like, it's just sometimes, and I'm not saying that, and I don't understand, I'm not saying that I would ever just let somebody, because I know niggas, and I've been a part of, I'm a peaceful guy, um, peaceful uh, resolutions to motherfuckers who are, you know, been kind of maybe like going above and beyond, but their feelings were valid, maybe not their reactions, and there is a conversation to be had about, yo, like, there are some things where, where women are saying, like, there are videos that go up where women are just like, you know, like, no, no, thank you. I saw one a couple weeks ago, and the nigga's like, okay, well, fuck you then, bitch. This is why. That nigga's a loser. But there's also, yo, this this lady went above and beyond with how she's talking this motherfucker. And, like, not to say it result, should result in hands, but you're, you are creating a space of unnecessary conflict unless this motherfucker is doing some shit that requires that you check them like that. Like, the whole just protect off the fact of if you were wrong is a little dangerous. Yeah. Like that definitely don't let no harm befall you, but like y'all don't protect. I feel like protection has been romanticized. 
And the word has been bastardized. So we have these lofty, grandiose expectations of protection because we end up highlighting such toxic narratives, right? So protect could be, I like, you like dating the thug niggas or the street dudes because they're going to protect you. And it's just because he got guns and shit in the house, but... Okay, he sells drugs or he didn't shot some people. So I know he's going to protect me because he loved me and all this other stuff. But then you deal with all the other bullshit that comes with being with said person. So he'll protect you in this manner. And you feel like you're protected because of that action or behavior that he has. But that's also a detriment to you. Saying that to say, that made me think about environment. I know I got a little bit of bias in this type of conversation because I ain't around no dudes that act like that. That's true. I hear the stories, but I don't never see it even in public because I'm not in spaces where shit like that is normal behavior. Well, I have, you know, I'll occasionally see, or especially when I was younger in my early, mid-20s, you may see the, well, fuck you, damn bitch, don't nobody want to talk to you anyway. Like, you'll see an occasional dude act like that, but even then, you still look, you know, y'all look at each other and be like, this nigga tripping, it's not that serious. Mm -hmm. And you're not around that person that often. Or I've had it be teammates, and we kind of check them like, hey, man, you doing but like hitting people with bricks and shit like like you have to be in a certain environment for stuff like that to happen and that just makes me think like did you did you choose to be in them environments and that's not an easy part of the conversation that we like having i don't know i don't know for sure where she was and all this other stuff but some situations it's like hey why are you over there in the first place part of the protection at least for men is telling you hey what you doing over there yeah, it ain't no good reason for you to be over there. Stop going to them types of places because there's nothing over there for you. But if they do that, then they're policing you or they're trying to tell you what to do or this or that. And you don't want the protection that somebody may have with holding you accountable to making better choices. But then when the inevitable happens, then you're upset. Yeah, they tried to eat old girl up for that who made that post that went viral where she um, she did like she it was a long thing and I know people got caught up in the line at the end where she says like you know there are gems and there are like rocks and dirt and she mm-hmm. was making that distinction but initially the top part of her video was what you're kind of saying is like she was she adhered to the lessons of like you know brothers and uncles and this and that so that she didn't always have herself in those situations and I, that is part of the conversation like nobody is defending niggas doing fuck shit and it's not some of that blame the victim type shit not at all but it's like you can sidestep some of these like wild ass niggas, you know what I'm saying? That's not saying like, you know, that nobody should handle a wild ass nigga, but also there are certain areas like, I think I'm pretty sure. Like I've say, say this a lot. These are two sides of a nigga sitting on this couch. There's some places that I don't go like how you don't see this shit often. I don't either. Cause I'm not really putting myself in some of those positions. Like there's some places that there's, you know, and there are nights that I've, that I personally had learned, oh, I'm going out tonight. And that night was the night and I kind of got back in that car. I was like, Whew. "Yeah, you know when that little when that little voice says, ah, I should listen to that some bitch." There was no fucking reason, and I just feel like you know, let's talk about that goddamn intuition, okay? Now that motherfucker apparently always be working when the fucking post be hitting on the fucking page. We gotta listen to that voice because you knew you was a when that motherfucker was like, "Bitch, stay in the house," or maybe we should go to dinner with uh, Lisa tonight instead of like, yeah. Put a condom on, or uh, it's a number of it's a yeah. or you shouldn't have been talking to him in the first place, or her in the first place, or Papa don't preach. No, let Papa preach. 
and then listen to that motherfucker. Right. Let him drive you to and the I'm clinic. Preach, you ain't got to uh, co-sign 100% of what he's saying, but let's not negate what he's sharing with us. He might be sharing some shit with us that could actually be beneficial. Let's listen to it just a little bit. But I made up my look. Shut that shit up. <laughs> make up a motherfucking thing in this house. Like, you know, I'm just like, and it's still, and it's not a blamey thing. It's just, all right, man, like we grown and you got to take uh, accountability. <laughs> you know, you just. what well, I'll say this. What is. Mental health wise, what is the struggle with people's personalities to where we don't like being accountable to consequences until it goes to one extreme that we're not okay with? Like, why does it take an extreme for us to be able to pay attention to, talk about, govern, regulate, or even have an opinion that's shared about something? I think a lot of those are, I mean, you know motherfuckers go to you know this training that training like there's skill sets that you have to learn and i just think sometimes or a lot of times it's like these are things that we just don't realize that we don't know like we you know i think a lot of people a lot of us don't realize that we are running off of like i don't know man you're running off of old software like i got it together i know no you don't like we watching really old models of shit that we thought worked your granddaddy didn't it didn't work for real it looked like it worked, and for that environment, it made sense. But now, if you're trying to do some different shit, you going what's that? Y'all be posting all the fucking quotes. If you want something different, you're gonna have to. Uh, if you want something you've never had, you're gonna have to do something you never did. Okay, motherfucker. Well, something you never did was go. Maybe I'm the fuck up, and not that dumb shit that y'all be. It was my fault for letting somebody into my space. I should. No, 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 no. It was your fault. Period. I was not in the right frame of mind. I was making unhealthy decisions, and that was the consequence to said decisions. And although I may not have liked what happened, I appreciate that it happened because it put some shit into perspective for me that I was neglecting paying attention to. Yeah. Like, you know, on some on some mental healthy shit, like without saying without saying all the all the uh all the jargon and just breaking it down in just regular people terms. It's not gonna lie, man. You know, if and when y'all go and sit down somewhere. The person who's across from you, it's for them to write that jargon shit on. But for you, it's supposed to sound just like this. And it is it is literally that simple of like, I have looked at it this way, and it's like, cool, but like the answer is right over there. And you got to take some, even if, you know, be uncomfortable for 10 minutes. And then, you know, you can get mad and go cuss in your car. And then, you know, be uncomfortable for 30 minutes. If you need that type of like fucking, because that shit will eventually... And I know I took this tirade a lot. I'm not a neuro person per se. I follow, but there it's a science to it. There's you know the synapses in your brain that de- determine your decisions. It take a minute. Same thing. It's the same concept about building a habit. You have to work on these things. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah, man. Like it's so many times when motherfuckers be y'all be like right at the part of like you know this shit got to stop. Okay, well now we got to figure out how to stop it. This shit do got to stop. I mean, there's some things that are so deep. Deeply ingrained in your psyche to where you may not even be 100% aware of it, but you still may be able to notice because of behaviors. Like, I may not know or remember exactly where it all comes from, but I can look at how I behave and the consequences of those behaviors and say something needs changing and it comes from somewhere and I don't know what it is, but it's a signal that work needs to be done, right? I'm thinking of that because, you know, I told you about the EMDR training. Like, Mm -hmm. they literally have a... 
kind of like a way of explaining it. So it's like your brain rep works in this manner. Like your amygdala, oh. your amygdala hey, in a minute. It's like I you, just did a training incident. Yeah, did that analogy. You flipped your lid, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, and a lot of shit gets stored in here, mm. and that's what EMDR helps like get into those parts of your amygdala, or whatever that are protected or have been shielded or uncovered by a lot of shit that you may not be aware of, but it can help with resetting that within yourself. But they use that so much. I mean, a lot of the, you're gonna hear a lot of these because they did that, but mine was for like. Um, for for working with clients that have intellectual disabilities mm. so that how easy it is or how hard it is for that thing to function because you know Especially. certain people certain shit is not hitting right yeah the traumas have have like you said they the terminology flips your lid that's kind of where it comes from mm-hmm. the, the lid that covers up or protects certain parts of your brain has been exposed and that just makes you do some some wild shit to a degree but some of that may be unconscious. Like, you don't know that you're doing it or why you're doing it, which is why you may need to sit down and talk to somebody or find some therapeutic spaces or just do lots of introspection and, you know, holding yourself accountable. But sometimes that may require you to do the thing, like you mentioned, that you may have never done, which is say, hey, you know what? It, 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 I have to take accountability for this. This is me. I've been doing this shit my way, you know, and just, you know, shot in the dark. That got us to right here. Right. So just, you know, just saying, you know, Maybe you been, your way ain't always best. Maybe there's something else that you need to explore. Even if it's just you take it with a grain of salt, right? I'm just, the simplest pinch of salt can change the flavor of a dish. I ain't got to have no mound of salt. I really can just take a little bit and just change that. Salt bay that motherfucker. You know? Just a little bit. And it can completely change what's going on. Or MHG, depending on what you want to do. And it's entirely up to you how you want to go about making your dishes. But Headshot. Yeah, it's a lot of that going on. Damn. But being able to just make those minor changes can, can make a world of difference. But there's something about us in our society where we just don't want to do that. Well, I think there's, I think like most things... And I'm like, that is one of my biggest pet peeves, especially to somebody who like, you know, I like, I like this. I like this field. I like what I do. I don't like talking to y'all outside, but you know, in my certain spaces, I like running my motherfucking mouth and then going in my little hole, Just, you know, my little, like the little, uh, in the shire, I close my big ground door and I'll see y'all when I choose to. But the way that this shit is, is romanticized, you know, Yes, you can like, you know, blame capitalism, but like, it's just romanticized everything else. Like there's an easy way to do this. Like, you know, it's um, it's kind of the same. It reminds me of, like how working out is sometimes sold. Like, you know, you used to grow up and you know you watch. Um, I mean, technically we grew up and like it was like Ronnie and them still like running it and uh, you know Kai and them. But like I remember watching like you know Pumping Iron. The whole thing was just like lift a lot of shit and it beats you the fuck up and like then you're like you know you're fucking Rambo. You might have watched Rambo. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, a coolness in, um, even though some of y'all have turned into toxic Sigma males, boom, boom, boom. Like, y'all have taken the thing and made it, made it fucking weird. But, like, there's a, a culture of, that's one thing that I think, like, the older generation, they had it to a detrimental degree, but there is truth, and you have to kind of grind this shit out. And that theory applies in other aspects of your life. And, like, now there's all this, like, softness and and you know, you need to relax and you do, you need, those are things, but those are also, I don't know, that's not the entirety of it. Like it's just an intense lack of balance. Like my favorite little word, I'm a slave to this balance concept. So everything is sold is like, you know, 
everything in the world is like hard as shit, which it is. And like everything is sold as like you're going through a hardship and you need to like just relax and chill. And relax and chill is just sounds like the opposite of like work. And so motherfuckers just I don't think pay attention to the fact that to after you relax, you relax to recharge, but then you you know, you kinda gotta go back out here and hit it. Like the others like, you know, our grand grandparents and them just like you hit it until your fucking brain explodes and you standing outside you know, your front yard snotty nose screaming at Denzel about how y'all didn't let your life pass for 20 years. You don't have to do that. But you also can't be just sitting up here the way y'all be. Like, it's too many videos of y'all, you know, setting up the camera crying or setting up the camera to uh, put your hoodie on and then do some deadlifts and then lay in the ground when it's raining. You could have gone to see the lady or the man or the they, whoever the fuck, and kind of, you could have sorted some of that shit the fuck on out, my boy. You could have sat with yourself. Yeah. I'm a big advocate for sitting with yourself. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to find every single answer. The, the, the real recipe for all of this shit is all the things that we name. It's not an or, it's an and. You need to do an aspect of all of these little things in doses collaboratively. Spend some time alone. Just a little bit. And not, not Get your soaking. head about your ass and figure it out. <laughs> I'll, 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 yes, and I'll say a little bit of no. Because some of that you do need to sit there and soak, right? I'm not a big fan of just sitting there and dwelling on Stop it. Stop making it a personality trait, though. Yeah, that's just like, it's okay to feel emotion. It's okay to express it. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be in your feelings for a little bit of time. This kind of goes back to the, even though they ain't cool no more, but like Maul and, and Joe. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm giving you 48 hours to kind of like sit within your feelings a little bit. But then you also have to start the next step of the process after that. So if your 48 hours of sitting in your feelings has been five years, like when are you going to start the other process of, yes, I've been sitting with me, but I've been sitting with me in a negative space, self-loathing, letting my inner critic go nuts or just projecting my frustrations on the other people or scapegoating other people or whatever the case at some point I have to sit with me with real intent yeah I think that's the thing like having the real intent of like doing some of the work like that's you know like that'd be some of the shit online you see motherfuckers it's like some of y'all have depression some of y'all are just depressed and those are two different things like just using that as an example and like sitting with yourself can kind of adjust some of those things my black ass has been depressed. It has been a thing. Having depression is not something that I have gone through. And it is sometimes like you muddy the waters and you kind of maybe like, you know, maybe cut somebody who's really going through that out of their shit. And that's with, that's with anything. I'm just using this as like the example. Mm-hmm. If I'm taking into account through some little self, self-reflection, talk to somebody, maybe get some shit up off, you, off your chest, you go, oh, I was going through this, this happened, that happened. If I move some of this shit around, I'm feeling pretty fucking good about myself. I had, I was depressed, but I I don't have like depression as a fucking thing that I need to consistently have. Like that's different. Like those are just different things. And I feel like a lot of people live in spaces where it's like, it's a bit trendy. Like it's good because it has become known. We talk about it, but now it also has given people kind of a modicum to be like, Oh, this must be what I'm going through. Kind of. Like, I mean, that's kind of like what I shared earlier about people feeling the need to be in labels. I don't know if I said that off air or on air. It might have been off air. I think it was. I remember that though. Um, 
But like I, I try to explain that to clients sometimes. Like I don't want to tell you who to be and how to feel. But there's a difference between having some anxiousness and discomfort and having anxiety. Mm-hmm. And people are quick to just say, well, I have anxiety. Well, I have depression. I have, it's like, you may have some depressive symptoms. You may have some depressive behaviors, or you might be in a depressive space right now. Or you may have a a really, really, really mild form of depression. But I don't want you to claim that as your definite thing that you lock onto, because how you talk to yourself is, is... major and that's not magic foo-foo talk it's not that's that synapse if you keep saying that you're i'm depressed i'm depressed i have anxiety i have anxiety you're going to exacerbate your system i want you to learn how to how to address it be honest about it but also not claim it like yes i say if you have anxiety or we establish you have anxiety or you're just anxious or whatever say that you are you are in the process of getting over whatever it is i'm in the process of working through my depression as opposed to saying i am depressed it's like, okay, we can acknowledge it, but don't stay here. We already know that it's not in your best interest to stay here. So how can we start to encourage yourself to get away from here? And people, like you said, it's, it's, it's popular for people to latch on to just being here because it's going to get me a certain response. And for some people, it's like I latch on to this label because it gets me a response that I've never had because I've gone through emotional neglect for most of my life. You knock this shit off. Oh, we got questions. I did press y'all for questions, and oh. some of y'all asked. And um, thank y'all for participating. Pretty much. Uh, and y'all was asking some heavy shit, man. I gotta kind of, uh, gotta find some. I gotta at least. Oh, you I gotta ask for it. I did. I just gotta start. I want to start light. Yeah, let's get into. Ain't it. no light. We talking about mental health. It really is not light. Um, oh, this is well. I can't. I can't really speak to this. <laughs> I guess it could be one of the other differences education wise between a PWI and a HBCU. Um, I mean, you got one side, I got one side. Yeah. I mean, like I could speak to coming from, um, a PWI type high school mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I would say given my like upbringing, like I've always, I like very, very much. So love being around my people. So like, mm-hmm. Sometimes going to school in that setting, I was always latching on to any black teacher I could have. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was really dope to like go into an environment. Everybody looked like you. Obviously, you know, you had some teachers that were like, you know, of different cultures. But in general, the vibe was not only just that everybody is black. There are a number of black people that from interacting with them, they have black experiences. You know, I got nigga thoughts, baby. Like I'm I, I got nigga. I got nigga goals. And. You could see these people like in very like, you know, it's not like seeing like a bunch of rappers, you know, no disrespect or it. Like these are doctors. These are motherfuckers that were on. Hey, you know, the team of people that was responsible for the the whatchamacallit and the and the, the dingama thingy. Like you were on that team like you were and you were on that team because you're now in your fucking 50s and 60s. So you were on that team back when it was some shit like you're really a fucking genius. But I can still sit up here and talk to you about, you know, earth, wind and fire. And then you check me like an auntie or some shit. Like part of your part of the vibe of being here is you get the whole like bigger than me feeling from a lot of people. I'm not saying everybody's like that, but there's enough people around there that are of that ilk that are in these positions that are here to be like, I'm here for like the betterment of my people in my community. And I like teaching and all this other shit. I like getting up, getting the bag. But I had a couple professors that were like one in particular that rings out. He was very adamant, like, I'm a real scientist. I do not make my money here. 
uh, I don't want to say he's passed, uh, Dr. Perry, I believe. Word to y'all. Um, he was very adamant about letting everybody know, like, I'm, I am. I am a Jew. Like, he was, I, I he was, earned it, goddamn it. He was there. But he would do, like, crazy shit. Like, he used to drive to Grambling, like, from Texas, like, every day. He just loved his job. Anyways, his whole thing was, like, I'm a real scientist. Like, I'm really down. Like, I work at a place where I got to lay out, leave all my stuff at the door. They got to check me, spray me down. And I go down here and create shit. And I high-five aliens. But I come back here. To make sure you niggas, you know, change the future some shit. Mm-hmm. So that's the vibe. And, you know, you see a lot of people from a lot of environments. And it's cool to have, you know, it lets you kind of see the diaspora, as we say. Because everybody ends up looking like you. But you also realize that, like, we are, like, very, very different. Have very, very different backgrounds. So you feel that kind of vibe. Yeah, I came from the opposite of, like, predominantly black high school settings. And I wanted to go to a black college, got accepted to a bunch of them, but because of sports, money, ended up going to PWI. So I say that, at least on that end, at least what rang out for me for that question, the difference more so maybe culture than actual teaching and education. Because you, I've been, got my master's at a PWI, but I have black instructors that like, when I graduated, my, my professor that is a black professor hooded me which, you know, was a special moment for me because it's like I'm getting hooded by somebody that has reached the pinnacle of where I would like to be and they help usher me into this space and that comes from from a white college. That's dope. So the examples of having black people in education that want to pour back into their students is everywhere, just like you got black teachers that don't really give a fuck about pouring into their students like they should in both places. So I do have, I know we mentioned this before, where to, uh, I want to say we had this conversation when Kelvin and um, Eric was on, mm-hmm. but I would make the uh, distinction too, because I talked to my sister about this and I was about to ask, like, I think you might've said it then, but I don't remember, like, if there's a parallel, because I talked to my sister about her experience sometimes, because she had, she got her um, bachelor's from, um, I keep fucking these up, from ASU, I always want, because she went to both, but she finished at ASU, and the discussion around, because we are very, very adamant about our blackness, the uh, the desire to connect is like almost outrageously stronger than you might feel because at HBCU I didn't I felt the desire to connect but I just I don't want to say took it for granted but it's like I know I'm out here with my neck like every day yeah, there's black people everywhere it, it, I'll say it is a little bit different in that regard at a PWI because if you really care about your culture whatever it may be you're gonna find your people and y'all gonna connect more because it ain't a lot of y'all mm-hmm so, like, yeah, a lot of the black students ended up knowing each other and interacting with each other, but we also supported each other's events, whether we really fucked with each other as a, as a whole or not. So even, like, with Greek-wise, you know, we may not fuck with the Sigmas and the Kappas, but we still going to do stuff with the Sigmas and the Kappas because it ain't a lot of black people on campus, and who we going to do stuff with, the white fraternities? Like, hey, I want to know. Go ahead. I want to know what the fucking Sigmas against they was doing. Because them niggas catch it every time we talk about it. I, <laughs> was they do? Who, who, it, who? I wouldn't That say. was the video. That was the video that I saw you on. What the fuck am I in this fucked up? It's been a thing. Them niggas was devious. I'm convinced. Them niggas was evil. I don't know what the fuck they was doing out there. You know, but they was some different. That chapter is some different niggas. I'm convinced. My, my personal experience with the signals <sighs> out there wasn't. Wasn't it was it was mixed? I'll say that because I had a teammate that became a sigma. So 
you know, I already, me and you are cool as far as that regard is, but then you also play a Sigma, so we got some things there. I also had some some run-ins with some of the Sigmas that weren't necessarily uh, the greatest. Not, not on my doing, and it ain't really have nothing to do with no Greek stuff. It just so happened that they are a part of said organization. So I've, I've now that I think about it, I've had quite some interesting uh, <laughs> interactions with said Sigmas. And I was the one that's cool with them. So I can imagine the shit that people was going through, especially our old heads. Our old heads was not fucking with them at all. Um, we were cooler with the Capos, but we weren't super, super cool. But we was cool with the Capos. And I was cool with everybody for the most part because that's just been modest my story oh exactly like they was out there like what side story with knives and I, shit like who the fuck is this <laughs> absolutely why how you why you let him in the party like because yeah, like, it's a party for oh, students what niggas, are you talking y'all niggas about finna fight holy shit it wasn't no finna they did they used yeah. a grown-ass man coming to campus fighting these students boy if you want. yeah them niggas acting like they was the warriors like the old yeah, school nah, games they, like they was, our old heads would, would do too much sometimes for, for yeah this for, yeah for, they call yeah yeah, yeah, they call me eyeball. I represent the blades, baby. Like that's how they act. Like yeah. you know, some some of them, yeah. That's literally like it was. It was life or death for them. For me, it was like just connecting with black people in general. So I didn't care what org you was a part of. I still wanted to connect with you in some capacity, or at least support you, because it ain't that many of us on campus, and we all happen to kind of know each other. So why not? That um, makes sense. But like you saying, it, like, the importance of it, it became more important because there's not that many of us on that campus. So you got the black students, you got some of the African students that are coming from another country. You had some of the, so the, the mixed or the Afro-Latino, you know, they had their organizations, but we all still made sure that we banded together for the, even the smallest of things, even if it's just a party, but we all... We clicked up to do this party together and put it on for everybody because we don't have a lot of places to do it. Like the white frats got houses. We don't have no house. We got to rent a house just like regular ass people. I, re- I remember seeing that shit going like tech and shit. I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers got like. Yeah, no, the white frats have, have houses yeah. that donors and stuff have given them. We just had, all right, I'm graduating. So y'all take over the lease now. Yep. But it ain't really our house. And something happens, we're going to have to switch to a different house. That's fun in that fucking house, man. Right. So just stuff like that, like we support each other just just in those regards, which you're going to get that at a black college, but you may definitely take it for granted because everywhere you turn is black faces. It's a lot different when most of the faces you see ain't black, so when you do see black faces, you want to make sure you're smiling at it to a degree. Yeah, I think that was. I think that's kind of the thing. Like everywhere was black faces, and I think sometimes people don't pay attention to some of that means that all your negative experience because you're going to have those also associated people to look like you whether you like you know register that or not sometimes it's not that big a thing but i do think that that played a little bit of a uh of a factor yeah both sides of the coin you're gonna get both sides of the coin because the coin is the same coin whereas if you you know got pennies and nickels them two different coins so you can see some shit Try. I got a couple of these little spicy. It's not spicy relationship, but it's like you know, let's get intra fucking spectacle. We're gonna get deep. All right. Um. Well, here's one. Uh, what part does clarity play in connection? And I'm assuming that's a relationship thing. What um. I, I well, relationship within the regard of connecting to people. Period. Not necessarily a romantic relationship, but. The amount of clarity that you have. I mean, that's subjective, in my opinion. Because somebody can real be real clear on some negative shit, 
but they they staunch on it, and that's where they at, and they may never get out of that space. Or somebody can grow and change into a whole new person, but they're still not super clear, if that makes sense. Um, so I don't. I wouldn't say that clarity isn't important, but it's like, how are you going to measure clarity? What's the barometer that you're going to say in regards to clarity? Clarity on what, per se? Clarity on my environment and its effects to me. Clarity on my traumas. Clarity on my behaviors within relationships. Clarity on my strengths and, and struggles. Like, clarity on what? But yes, the more clarity I have on these things, the more likely I am to have more positive, healthier relationships. Are they going to be perfect? No. There's still going to be some aspects of it that's shit because life is life and you need to learn stuff and you learn through struggle but at the same time you know you can still have that great experience without being super super clear there's a lot of people that's on autopilot every single day to have decent lives they just may not be intentionally in tune with it or mindfully aware of it or present within it but they're living it every single day but their clarity is not the greatest so it, it depends I kind of go with, uh, it was something you touched on in there about like, like I think as far as definitely, I took it as like clarity of oneself. Mm -hmm. Like if I don't have a certain level of clarity within myself, one, and with how I'm interacting with a person or environment or whatever, like it does block my ability to connect. Mm -hmm. Like you said, the autopilot thing, I might be here. I might, you know, I'm a fucking human being, you know, we're pretty, um, you know, complex beings. You can get the thing, get the job done or whatever the fuck that may be look, look like for you. But as far as being truly connected and understanding and invested and even seeing if you're like enjoying or happy in a thing, you need like a certain level of clarity. And I feel like, you know, you gaining clarity of like, oh, this is how this thing makes me feel because you might be doing a good job. Even if I'm using to say from a job perspective, I'm clearly not connected and happy in my job. And I realize I'm doing a good job here out of anxiety. Like I'm so anxious about, you know, uh, not having money or whatever that I'm. Well, you have great reports, man. You've 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 been killing uh you've been killing the, the stats all year. But that's you know, you might have been running on autopilot just like gotta do it, gotta do it, gotta do it. And then you gain some clarity one day and be like, yo, man, I'm not fucking heart I, I got fucking heart palpitations now because I've been fucking just out of my motherfucking mind trying to just do the rat race. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm taking that to a relationship perspective, like yeah, I think you need a certain level of clarity to be like, you know, that's how you end up in one of those like, you know, we just been together all year, man. We've been together since like high school and you don't realize you niggas don't really fuck with each other mm -hmm. or y'all niggas are not in the space now. Cause clearly you're in this space, they're in this space or whatever the fuck that y'all maybe shouldn't be around each other. Or maybe you see that, Oh, you know, me and, uh, man, me and Ashley, you know, we just cool. But if you take a step back, you and Ashley probably more than cool and you fucking up the connection, not being, you know, it could work both ways. I think right. or like you, a certain level of clarity, of mind, of understanding, like like we said earlier, like, you know, you taking that inventory of yourself and being like, oh, this is the space I'm in. Or I'm clearly, like, you know, depressed, and that depression is getting in the way of my connection with shit, my fucking family. Well, this makes me think that, like, clarity is one part of the puzzle. Because mm -hmm. say you do have clarity of self, but you don't have intention to change, then that clarity and that understanding that you have don't really mean nothing. I know the answers. I just don't want to do the work. Right. And it, it's it's a number of different reasons why people could be like that. But say, for instance, somebody that has a personality disorder or something along those lines. Like, I understand who I am, what I have, and, you know, why I do what I do. 
but it's hard for me to change those behaviors or I'm super impulsive. So changing that behavior, it takes more work than I'm willing to give. And I'd rather just deal with the consequences of doing whatever the fuck comes to mind. I know that like I'm what I'm doing ain't right. Or I know what I'm doing is fucking me over, but I'd rather just not do X, Y, and Z to be intentional about changing it. That makes sense. Are y'all fucking y'all, uh, no college terms? The Coolidge effect in humans and how it negatively affects relationships. Um, I mean, that's not necessarily like, I mean, I guess that is a question. Like, does like, so if you don't know. He just wanted us to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, if you don't know the Coolidge effect, just to read it out loud. The Coolidge effect is a biological phenomenon seen in animals whereby males exhibit renewed sexual interest whenever a new female is introduced, even after sex with prior but still available sexual partners. To a lesser extent, the effect is also seen among females with regards to their males. So basically, you know, it's just like, you know, you really, really like a new pussy. And, um, yeah. Though I think, when I think about the Coolidge effect, I think about it obviously as like a, like they said, like a biological thing. And for animals, that makes sense because, you know, I got to spread my motherfucking seed. I want my, I want my, uh, line, you know, not even my lineage. I just want my species to continue. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've pumped and pumped into this one. This one over here, I don't know what she's got, what kind of genetics she got. If I pump in her, that's just the numbers game. I'm going to keep blowing these motherfuckers up until I produce, you know, greatness. Where the fucking, uh, Star Lord's dad? I'm going to just keep, I'm going to pump these motherfuckers till I create a new goddamn God. Um, I obviously think the effect, like, is works in like humans to a degree but also i feel like there are other now this is not saying that like you know you have to do some of that nasty but other there are other things that make the connections as like a you know if we're talking like relationship wise like just purely sexually i mean i guess i could look at that as the coolidge effect but also her ass is different than her ass so i guess i guess that's coolidge i guess that of works i guess it would negatively affect a relationship if you but I don't know if that's Coolidge. That's just you not going like I like new ass, or maybe I'm into poly now, or maybe I I would want to know, and I'm Mr. Gray Area. I would want to know the context behind why they like the new coochie. Yeah, that makes yeah. I I would need to know that because if it seems as if I always like some new coochie, but I'm also not choosing the best partners, and I get tired of them after a certain point, or it's not fulfilling for me, so I want something new and different wouldn't say that's necessarily the coolest effect as far as craving new coochie so to speak or a new Mm -hmm. sexual partner that's just me not changing some things within myself to choose better partners so i end up in relationships that are unfulfilling for me and i think that the next person is going to be the person to feel better so to speak and the only way i know how to enter into these relationships is through sexual activity yeah, I think yeah, I kind of rock with that. Like, I'm not saying as you know, as a man, like I'm not saying I don't enjoy that motherfucker look good. That motherfucker look good, absolutely. But in the in the effects of like negatively affecting a relationship, yeah, I just feel like there's more complexities to it than simply that. Right. Um, I mean, that makes me think of I brought it up on here before, but say histrionic, histrionic personality disorder. Like they're constantly seeking attention by way of being promiscuous or sexual or. Whatever, like I'm using my my physical attributes to try to gain more attention or I'm using something to get that attention brought back to me through being salacious, so to speak. That's a personality disorder, but that ain't necessarily the coolest effect. I just like, 
I'm addicted to attention and I'm going to be provocative in certain ways to get said attention placed back on me. Get the people going. Right. So it's like I could do that simply because I have a personality disorder that I don't have mindfulness of or egocentric and dystonic. One goes with how I see myself and one is something that I'm doing that I'm aware of that I'm not necessarily liking. I just can't change it. So, yeah, I I guess I would say, yeah, I think that the... um, you know, I think that the Coolidge effect can have a part, but I just don't know that it's, you know, because I just, you know, I don't be rocking with niggas and be like, I just need some new pussy. Like, you you were either that dude or you could be in that space or whatever the fuck. So, you craving new for a number. For some people, that's insecurity. Like, I want new booty yeah. all the time to, to boost my own. I wanted to say ego, but I have to correct myself and say id because that's really what it is, not ego. Oh, yeah, that's true. But... Um, I guess know your terms, kids. Right. I keep had. I've had to read. Had oh, these sessions a few good. times. Oh, this will be good. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, I just want to say that all of these preface are women ladies. Okay. So I just want to say, no niggas been stepping up. Y'all niggas are scary motherfuckers. But anyways, um, uh, what makes you worthy of the love you desire? I'm not sure if we answer this like personally or just in like a general sense. I guess you could technically do both. I mean, which one would you rather go with, personal or the generalization? I guess both. Like, because they both, I feel like, are kind of, I said that like they're going to be two completely different answers, but they're really not. Like, I feel like if you can, you might not be able to necessarily, well, I guess you should, one, be able to, one, I think you should be able to provide the things that you legitimately ask for. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, let's be crude for a minute. I like my motherfucking chicks. And I don't feel like you should be able to ask for some shit like that if you're not also out here eating pussy like it's the, like it's your fucking last meal. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily ask of anybody something that I cannot li- literally provide in that manner. Right. Um, and I feel like, you know, even in that specific case, it makes you worthy of those actions for sure. But also the willingness to, you know, because everybody always says this shit. And it, I, it's not that this in and of itself is a negative thing. But I do feel like there's a there's a, a number of people who use it as kind of like a, a like a selfish mask or whatever. Like, um, you know, love somebody in the way that they want to be loved. And I think that is absolutely true. But sometimes I feel like that is also people trying to find ways to get what they want and mask it in very like sexy language. Like, you know, somebody got to love you in the way that you choose to be loved. And the next fucking phrase is, you know, I need to be spoiled. And it's like, whoa, motherfucker, stop that shit. Like, you you fucking up, you fucking up the space. But, yes, you do deserve to be loved in the way that really helps and affects you. And, you know, then you kind of get into the concept of, like, what love looks like. Because it don't always look like this Disney Channel shit. Ain't nobody telling you you need to get your motherfucking ass stomped for love. It's not what I'm saying. But, like, I just feel like some of the times the way we describe love is not really love all the time. But, anyways. I, I take a little bit of a different approach when it comes to worthiness from, from a personal and from a generalized standpoint. You're only going to be as worthy as you believe yourself to be. It ain't got nothing to do with the other person. So if I don't feel like I'm worthy, I'm not gonna f- feel like I deserve or should get certain treatment. And I could I could speak to that from a personal standpoint and just talking to other people. I've been looked at as a great partner in a lot of different situations, but I still had 
the imagery of myself not being worthy. So I'm doing these things that are looked at as great to other people because I don't feel worthy within myself and I feel like I have to prove myself or I feel like I have to do something in order to be deserving of just simple, basic, healthy love. Kick your own ass one-on-one. Right, which I think a lot of men do. A lot of men, and that's the stereotype of what a man is supposed to be to a degree. It's like men is men are only worthy of X, Y, and Z if they are able to provide X, Y, and Z ten times over, mm-hmm. which is not true. So for a lot of men, especially black men, we are told that we are not worthy until we are capable. Oh, you can answer number two, I think, in a minute. Oh, well, then I'll... I mean, no, you're right. You, um, this all go together. <laughs> but that, I, I'll say that's what dictates your worthiness. How how worthy do you feel you are? How how capable can you be to yourself, not to other people? Not because I, I have to do this in order to receive this. Like, no, I do this for me. And because I do this for me, I know that I am deserving of this from other people. Not entitled to. Not that I am an obligation to them, but... Because I treat myself in healthy ways, I deserve to attract and be a part of healthy relationships. That's good. I'm worthy of love because I provide myself with love. You know, I, I gotta, move in love. I gotta stop myself on that sometimes. I'd be I'd be trying to cut cut us off at the part where I feel like y'all gonna fuck it up at, but that ain't my job, so fuck you. <laughs> um, you know, you take the whatever you take be, it how you Yeah, if you if you catch it cool, if you don't, goddamn it, I hope I hope you I hope you do like this, trying to catch that ball and just run straight into the fucking traffic. Anyways, um, <laughs> what specifically can black women uh, Nothing. do to <laughs> Nothing you can do. You're terrible creature. Yeah. <laughs> what specifically can black women do to love black men better? You or me? I can answer. Because I, I have this conversation with the people that I date. Um quite often asking at least in my regard like asking and being willing to listen and understand helps you learn somebody better we like to tell ourselves that we are great lovers are capable of being great partners based on what we say that we are willing to do and what we are doing from our perspective but we don't always ask that other person what they actually need from us I do this because I feel like you need X, Y, and Z. Well, you didn't ask this person if they needed X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z is cool, but X, Y, and Z is also at the end of the alphabet. I needed A, B, and C first, and you keep overlooking A, B, and C to give me X, Y, and Z because you think X, Y, and Z is important. So sometimes the best way that, that women, black women, whoever can love black men is simply ask them how they need to be loved. And if they don't know, Hold space for them until they get to a point where they can answer that question. I would kind of piggyback off that because to me, all that sounds like is and what I think is missed out on and what I always feel like is uh, they are kind of like all these things kind of go hand in hand. Like how you said earlier, black men are looked at as like, you know, tools and it's always expressed of what we can do, what we're supposed to do and all of these things in ways they uh that a lot of this shit is expressed online. And just in general conversation, it speaks of selfishness and impatience. Everything mm-hmm. around a relationship, as I'm on a timeline, you got to shit to get off the pot. And all of it is geared around what I can do for somebody else. And there's never, to me, a lot of practices on from a selfless space. <clears throat> and it is like, a, I don't know, man, it treats love like trying to win a prize, which is nice. It sounds cool on paper. But... um. 
yeah, I guess I could always say like I I say this or speak about this in the framework of being a dude, and you just got to be prepared to like take a loss, mm -hmm. and that's like from a from a selfless space. There is no parameters on this love shit, and I know that there's mad niggas who have like um, run the gamut and said that shit as if like you know they run a game or some shit, but trying to um you know talk or or engage with a nigga off of your perceptions of what shit's supposed to look like does not seem like you're not trying to you know you're not trying to love me you're trying to be in love mm -hmm. you know you're not trying to marry me you're trying to be a wife and all those are very sounds cool and we can put the fluffy words but those are all very selfish endeavors and if i'm doing this shit the real because i don't really feel like a lot of times niggas know how to express that it's not a fear it's not a aversion to relationship it's a fear of no nigga i'm you know uh, I'm niggas be prepared to do this shit like the way that niggas like you know die for it blood of the ancient Spartans mm -hmm. so if you finna do that shit if you finna god it was actually it was a really good movie and every time you saw one of these examples you sound like one of these douchey uh, alpha male shit but if you're going to the hot gates you know you and your 300 side by side it would be lovely for the the motherfucker next to you is your fucking person but that person has to be prepared to be like very selfless for you and those are sometimes traversing that space it takes patience and selflessness mm -hmm. and that shit just doesn't seem to be in high you know in high fucking commodity in the dating space and specifically if we're talking about like the black woman space like how in which ways i need selflessness and patience because patience is not you you know i waited for you to get whatever no you were waiting for me to to hit some type of benchmark for you to feel comfortable as opposed to just that nigga's been who he's been and you haven't appreciated. Like, you don't know if you really, like, love him for real anyways. Because you're trying to love whatever version of him. And that's just, you know, you do yourself and him a disservice. His dog is dope. Right. Or Shardy is dope. That makes me think of plug and shout out to Polly and Nam and uh, you can You can really see if you care about somebody, if you can care about them, even though they are sharing time, space, energy, love, and care with other people. Because we like to tell ourselves that exclusivity is the only way that somebody could really love you, right? Which is more of a possessiveness. That's for me. That's for me to tell my id that I am actually loved and worthy because this person cares nothing else about anything but me. But that's not how human <clears throat> nature is. So if I can truly, really love this person and know that they love me, regardless of how we may share time, space, energy, and attention with other people, Oh, that means that I really care about you and I'm really like I understand your needs. I can be the, the dirtiest of dirt bags when it comes to sexual stuff, but there are certain things that I'm not willing to do. And I still love you and hold space for you, even though you have somebody else that's willing to do those things that I'm incapable or unwilling to do. That doesn't change our connection, our relationship, how we love and express for each other. That just means I understand that you have needs that need to get met elsewhere, and I'm okay with that, and I still love you regardless. Let me get y'all in the back who I know got up when he said the poly shit. I know so I saw y'all. I saw y'all get up. <laughs> I saw y'all go to the refreshment table. Sit down. Oh, this, oh, this. Yeah, well, this thing for me. Sit down. Sit down. Because, you know, you niggas too, because it's both sides. Right. Like, the same way the, because, you know, the, in, in, in jokes and in all this other shit, there's truth in there. So, you know, the same the same little jokes about, like, when he go uh, kick it with his boys or when he's playing the game or whatever, like to truly know this nigga as opposed to complaining about these issues. Cause if you talk to sometimes niggas, niggas do have like, 
not to say every nigga some deep philosopher, but you fuck around and he, and listen to the fact of like what this might do for him and how you could maybe engage in these activities also with him or understand what these individuals like do or how they provide that space. And you go, oh, that makes more sense as opposed to like, like in the same way that you're saying, like, you know, going with another partner, you can respect that like, oh, this person is doing something for them that I can't do or am not willing to do. Well, shit. For y'all, everybody in the regular monogamous space, like, shit, if this motherfucker is going to engage in these other areas, one, if you find yourself going, like, maybe this is not a loving space. And also, maybe this is an opportunity for you to maybe, like, learn a thing or two. Like, oh, I could probably I could probably get with this. Not that I could step in the space of friends or whatever, but I could learn, like, oh, that's where he feels blank. What the fuck am I doing that it doesn't feel like that in here? Mm-hmm. It may not necessarily, like, just shot in the dark. It may not be that he don't fuck. Maybe you have developed and created a space of whatever the fuck. And low-key, like, if it, you know, however, we've been fucking around for whatever, however many. And it's like, okay, well, if it took that long to create that space, it might take that long to undo it, or you might have shit the bed. I don't fucking know. But patience and selflessness, I feel like, are two good starting points. And mm-hmm. you could fuck around and, you know, change the universe off those. Empathy and understanding. Intentional understanding, not just... Understanding you stumble upon. All right, between the two of these hot ones, then I'm gonna let you guys have it because you know I feel like we're doing pretty good, and we got like actually a few more. But you know I'm gonna give y'all one more. Which one do you feel like is the fire? Is the most fire one? Because those are like those are motherfucker got heady. Of course. Looking, and, yeah. Looking at who it is. Dead ass. Yep. Like got you know. To get deep in this moment. Of course, I have to take responsibility for this. I'm doing a sh- yeah, next show is all dick jokes. <laughs> yeah, we didn't gave you yeah, 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 everybody got we gave that, you enough maturity. Yeah, for the last everybody 40 got your, yeah, y'all got your brains twisted after the day. Um, these niggas be doing the espionage every fucking episode. Mm, you know what? I don't feel like these are too different. To be honest with you, that's so, valid. One question, what are some examples of how we can use our imagination to envision a black utopia? Green Lantern rings. <laughs> Literally. Yep. Green lantern and, rings. and the other question is, what does life, community, and or individuality look like beyond trauma? Well, I mean, in order to have a black utopia in my perspective, which is going to be a little bit biased because of the field that I'm in, but why do both sides got like multiple kids that's killing people at like eleven years old? It's traumatized. Speaking of trauma, um, this whole show is it's just, one big trauma. Yeah. But in order to have a black utopia, I feel like you have to have healing from your traumas. One of the healings yeah. from our traumas, you know, we talk about systemic racism and all these other institutions and how slavery still affects us still to this day and has created our communities and our subculture and our identity and all that other stuff. Like healing from that gives us a utopia, but we got to address it. We got to pay attention to it. We got to be intentional about correcting it. And we have to allow ourselves to sticking with the imagination piece, envision and imagine what that looks like for us and then move towards some sort of purpose in our personal lives that are going to help contribute to that being on a larger scale. So this being able to start within self, imagine what my utopia looks like, how I would like it to be from a selfless standpoint, and then what I need to heal within me to work towards being that person in 
and creating that environment and then being able to foster that same thing in other people is, you know, how we can close the gap on both. But you, you got to heal whatever your healing journey looks like because it's going to be different for everybody. I know everybody wants to, especially when you're talking about black men, y'all need that go heal. There's so many different ways that healing looks like. But even something as simple as I recognize that you act this way because you have some healing that you need to go through and I support you in getting through that healing. As opposed to me demonizing your behavior, I understand what you've been through. I ain't got to stay here and deal with it. Y'all need what to I heal. Understand. Okay, team. <laughs> I right. tag, tag you in as well. Man. Well, I mean, that's, that's the other part of it because you may say that I need to heal from your perspective, but you're here with me, which means there's something that who we are in alignment with. So that means down here in hell with you, it will always fucking resonate. Absolutely. And I don't want no fucking part but, of but it. But we, but say, say, even though we're referring to a song, there's a lot of shit within our culture where we think that shit is cute and sexy, but we don't realize, no, you are in the environment with that individual, which means oh, yeah. you need to heal just like them. So how do we have this black utopian universe how do we create wakanda if everybody doesn't want to be accountable to their own healing journey yeah take the white folks move by the way um <laughs> i mean they know was right god damn it that, that snap get 50 percent but i mean this this i know i've said it before but how many i know y'all gonna catch some strays but how many how many hairdressers and makeup artists <laughs> and this seller and that seller do we have because people didn't address their purpose and their traumas they just chased money or stability or whatever the case is beat the shit out of Chris Rock with that goddamn show I mean they wanted to say it was a lie at first and then then you want to jump on buying black owned hair care products you know well but <laughs> mm. I think a lot of people, we could have a utopia. There's somebody out there right now that's trying to find a way to hustle up on the latest trend, whatever that is, whether you did drop shipping or you jumped into real estate or you selling bundles or you traded crypto or whatever, but it's all a money grab for you. You're trying to figure out how to get more income, but you're not following your true talent and purpose because you just refuse to heal. So- Okay, so, so like you miss out on a talent or a gift or a skill or a resource in this world because you haven't stepped into alignment with your purpose. So we can't have that utopia because we're we're missing something that you provide to this utopian world, and we're not getting it because you haven't stepped into your own personal journey of healing. So yeah, like you said before, both of these connect to each other because the black utopia thing in comes off the backs of, I guess, beyond the trauma. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, life, community, and individuality look like beyond trauma. It would look like said utopia because I feel like the it's kind of about to be a version of the same thing because the ideals and all these things that I feel like we can do as a community would be jet-setted and just, like, taken to the... Because it's trauma that holds niggas back. Niggas have you know, grandiose ideas and ways to change this. and But it is trauma that holds niggas back. It is trauma that makes niggas go, why did you do that same thing? Uh, you know, nigga, you know, I ain't never gonna let no nigga do blah, 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 blah. That's completely trauma. Like, that's all a trauma-based response because you've been sitting here in America all this time and you didn't see niggas. You know niggas got lynched even if you didn't, like, literally watch it. You've seen the police kill niggas, like, in your lifetime. You've seen marches. You've seen, you've seen, you've lived through the effects of 
we are all barely scraping out. We are uh, whether you are a nigga who um, slang rocks or you a nigga up here collecting degrees, we are all still in the same generalized traumatic experience. Just in general, let alone your own personal experiences and then spiral, spiral, spirals. So until you kind of do a collective type of work, individual and then collective work to get rid of those, it kind of halts you from getting to the black utopia. Because, you know, you got a bunch of ideas. You got motherfuckers like, um, you know, hairline aside, you got Akon telling everybody to come back to Africa and, like, figure it out. But trauma hurts and doesn't allow you as somebody who might just be so stuck in a sense of lack and distrust that you cannot trust literally your friend group if you're just in a quote-unquote decent friend group or if you're in one of these like you know one of our regular regular communities pick a city any city you got issues with the nigga the next block over where y'all could probably pull some of that you know extracurricular money and really make some shit you could really you could knock this shit out if niggas sat for six months and just skip the studio one of y'all go to the studio the rest of you niggas do some real utopian shit but trauma says, man, ain't nobody doing that shit. They don't even make no fucking sense to me. You saying some shit that I don't even understand. It, it's it's dumb. It's ridiculous. I'm not going to do it. I can't connect with her because I can't even bring this idea up to her because if I'm not looking a certain way, if I'm not at a certain level, she's not going to fucking give me the time of day. She's not going to try no cool shit because the people, person we see every day, are, uh, you know, really sexy idiots who be living on air mattresses, but they own, you know, some of the reality networks. And we never really see, unless you, like, are really, really adamant that there are people out here, I don't know, man, that are fucking, like, doctors and fuck all them jobs. Like, there's uh, program managers and there's uh, software engineers that look just like you that, you know, put their hair in fucking, like, you know, protective styles and go get it done. So, like, ways to erase this trauma have to happen because life looks like beyond the trauma, it looks like a black utopia. Yeah. With that, with the traumas out the way, imagination is not blocked by niggas. Shut the fuck up. Like, you know, you like niggas like colon up productions is not unique because everybody thinking that shit. So yeah, I feel like that's a good, I feel like niggas have really cooked today. Just the best fucking meal. I hope that sure. Um, hope that everybody you know feels good. Tell your mom and them. Um, gonna give you guys some more just happy go lucky shit. Um, Saint Lucia, Golden Age, specifically Bay Ledges remix. That's what it says on my phone. Sounds like some happy shit. You know, use your imagination, as she talked about. You know what I'm saying this is the end of the movie. You know what I'm saying? We've gone through some trials and tribulations. Shit's gotten shit's gotten kind of weird. But we've won this particular battle. You know what I'm saying? We've set the thing up for a sequel. We don't know. We gotta see how it does at the box office. But you know, we're you know, we gave you guys a cool look now. We're walking off into the sunset. Sunrise. Because we were fighting all night. But we made it out. Sun's rising now, credits are rolling. Thanks for coming. And that's it, man. You know, love you and shit. Okay, bye. <laughs>